Good morning, good morning. God bless you. And thank you so much again for tuning in this morning. We here at Church on the Rock, we are ready for our next step. Amen? That's right. Ready for our next step. You know, I believe that everybody is, no matter where you are, no matter uh, whether you've watched the previous uh, mornings or not, or got caught up on the archives, no matter where you are, you're still ready for your next step. What we are doing here is we are uh, delineating, we are looking, we are finding, we are, we are uh, 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 parceling out and turning over and looking at 30 elements to success. These elements just happen to be God's will that we be a picture of his image that he had for us and he had of us whenever he first created man. You know, God created us with a thought in mind. He created us to be a certain kind and type of people. And as you read throughout the word of God, you can see what that image is. God tells us he wants us to be kind and tenderhearted and forgiving, you know, and, 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 and not easily offended. All through the word of God, God gives us keys and elements to living a successful life, to living a life where he is our defender, where he is the one that takes care of the enemies for us as we continue to press into his kingdom. In fact, the Bible tells us that the kingdom of God suffers violence. But we, the violent, we who the kingdom belong to, we, the army of God, we, the children of the Most High, we press ourselves. We take it by force pressing ourselves into the promises and into the kingdom of God. You know, many people think that the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God is a place. It's not a place. There is no place you can go to that, okay, now, you know, the kingdom of God is over there or over there. Jesus said the kingdom of God is within you. It's not a place you go to. It is a way that you live. It is a method. The kingdom of heaven is like a man that did this. It's like a man that did this. It's like people who did this. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hid in a field. On and on and on. It's, it's a description. Those parables and those stories are descriptions of methods of, and how to approach life, how to attack life, how to pursue the will of God for your life. That's what the kingdom of heaven is. It's a method. Rules to how God wants us to live. Now, as you know, we have taken the life of Joseph, and we have divided it up into 30 different steps that Joseph did in order to take himself from where he was through the change he needed to uh, go through and come to a place where God wanted him so that he could fulfill the greatest calling that God had for his life. God had purpose whenever Joseph was born. In fact, he told Jeremiah in the first chapter, God says, before I ever formed you in the belly, I knew you. And before you had ever come out of the womb, I had already sanctified you and I had ordained you to be a prophet to the nations. You see, I, I believe that that's revelation, not just for Jeremiah, but revelation, if we can all embrace that, that before you were formed in the belly, God knew you. And before you ever came out of the womb, God had already sanctified you and ordained you to be a certain player on his team. And he has purposed. Jeremiah said this, well, I'm just a child. God said, say not that I'm a child, for I have put my word in your mouth. Wow. You know, you're, you might see yourself as somebody that's young and little bitty and insignificant and doesn't matter, but if God Almighty has called you, and he has, if God Almighty has had a dream about you, and he has, if God created you for purpose and is willing to work in you and lead you step by step, as Psalms 37 verse 23 says, the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. You know, and God will not withhold any good thing from them that walk uprightly before him. 
God has predicted and planned for your success. Now, success in the world's eyes might be just getting a lot of money, but that's not what we're looking at only. We are looking at coming to the place where we are performing at our highest calling. We are doing exactly what God called us to do in an efficient manner for his glory, and the outcome and the fruit of that is that we are blessed and we have no need of aid or support, but we're furnished in abundance for every good work. We are able to be a supply for the kingdom of God in every area of life. Now, as we broke down these 30 elements, the first three elements were very important, and I want to reiterate them again because I never want you to forget them. I haven't forgotten them since I went over them back right after I first gave my life and recommitted my life to Christ over two decades ago. I began working on how I could be the best I could be for Jesus. And I found out that these three things, I learned them then, and I'm still living them today. Number one is the dream, how important it is to have a vision. Listen, today, if you have a difficult marriage, let's say, for example, your marriage is on the rocks and you feel like it's failing and you don't know what to do, and, 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 and all of a sudden it seems like a, a confusion and, 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 and clouds have come over and you're just left in a, in a befuddled moment not knowing what to do, let me tell you what, what will help you. When God pierces through that darkness, through that confusion, and gives you a glimpse of what it could be, just gives you a glimpse of his dream for you, not where you are, but where you could be. It's called a dream. It's the imagination, the inspiration of the Almighty as you unleash your imagination to dream of a greater day. As long as you don't put yourself in a box and saying, this is it, this is all I get. It's not. You see the dream, the power of a dream. You can lead with a vision, whether your business is bad or or, or, or perhaps your family or, or, or your finances are not where you want them to be. What you need is a vision, a vision, a destination. If you leave where you are right now and go somewhere, which way do you need to go? Well, it depends on where you're going. That's, that's no big secret. And many people get up every day and they begin life every day. They waste a day. They waste a week. They waste a month. They waste a year. Many people waste a lifetime never asking themselves and never really getting it under their belt and in their mind and in their heart, where am I going? Where am I headed? Where is the destination? Where do I want to be next week, next year? Where do I want to be in five years? Where do I want to be in ten years? And without a vision, without a goal, without a destination, without a dream, without an inspired destination, you'll perish, the Bible says. You'll just muddle and waste your life. Where do you want to be in your marriage next year? Where do you want to be with your children next year? If you have unruly children... You don't have to put up with that. What, what could you ask God to do? Inspire me, God. Show me what it could be like. Give me a glimpse. And then, Lord, number two, as I ponder it, give me a plan, Lord. Give me a plan. Listen, God will. God will give you a plan. But it's the next step. There's no reason for a plan if you don't have a, 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 a purpose. There's no reason for a plan. There's no reason for a roadmap if you don't have a destination. There's no reason for, you know, I mean, you know, go three miles, take a left, take a right. You don't even know which direction, north, east, south, or west to go. You need the purpose, and then God will give you the plan. Get the purpose, then God will give you the plan. And after the plan, then you can begin to pursue by making declarations. That's what gets you to own. Own the plan, own the purpose, own the destination, and it gets you out of the boat and walking on the water going to see Jesus, okay? But there will be some ups and downs along the way. And that's why it's so important that we continue 
not only just dreaming and meditating and declaring, but also that we have relationships and that we watch our presentation as we talked about and that we are people who participate in our miracle. God demands it. That we be people of character, humility, and as well today, our ninth step today is endurance. Everyone say endurance. Endurance. In Genesis, the 39th chapter and in verse 23, the Bible says that the keeper of the prison did not look into anything that was under Joseph's authority because the Lord was with him and whatever he did, the Lord made it to prosper. Do you know a truly successful person is one who blossoms where he is planted. He does the very best right where he is. He's not waiting on getting somewhere else that's better to begin living life as he ought to. He's not waiting. He's doing what he can do right where he is. He's blossoming where he's planted. And that will take some ability to endure, to put up with things that are wrong and to, and, and to absolutely not let life rob you of your ability to get up the next day and keep going. One of the reasons why this jailer invested such authority, invested such, such uh, uh, um, um, an amount of, 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 of uh, responsibility to Joseph was because he saw Joseph as a man that even though he was wrongfully imprisoned and even though he wasn't treated right, right while he was in prison, do you know that after he talked to the butler and after the butler had been restored, it was still two full years. That nut forgot him and didn't say anything about him for two full years. Wow, talk about endurance. Have you ever gone through something and thought, my goodness, if this isn't over by 5 o'clock today, I don't know what I'm going to do. No, listen, we need to be people of endurance. We're not running a 100-yard dash we are running a marathon and the marathon is our life many people go to a church and when they walk in that church if that church is not having some very exciting what they would term great move of God today then they leave thinking that perhaps God wasn't there they they, they, they spend all their life going around looking for a move of God let me tell you a move of God is not a moment a move of God is not a great church service a move of God is a great life and it can take you 20 30 40 50 years it can take two or three generations to see if you really had a move of God let let me tell you, Martin Luther in the 1500s, there was a move of God, amen? There was, he might not have ever known it or realized it even in his life with the struggles he had to put up with. However, with the glimpse that he had gotten and with the plan God gave him, he began to declare what God had spoken to him. And we are living in the dream that he dreamed, that one day people would be responsible to God for their own salvation. They would have to answer for him for the things that they did. He would have a direct connection with God. This Protestant Reformation is something that we're living in today, but it was a dream in the 1500s, just a dream. Listen to me, saints. We must be able to endure, to keep going despite disappointments, despite that the clock is ticking, that day after day, sometimes it doesn't look like anything's changing in the life of Joseph in his prison. It didn't look like anything was changing, and he could have quit any day. He could have got up any day and said, listen, it's been long enough. It's been long enough. Now, I have believed God already for a year. I have already been doing this for, you know, uh, uh, 15 months. I've already been, 15 months. Most people won't do it but about 15 minutes until they get it under their belt that endurance is a requirement to take us from where we are to where God wants us because life in front of you is not just going to lay down and quit its 
pestiness. It will continue to do its best to thwart. The world will do its best to thwart your success. You don't paint your house. Does it get brighter or more dull? You don't mow your yard. Does it look more manicured or less manicured? Listen, this world is not for all the things that God is for. One day that'll change, but today is not that day. And we must be people who are willing to endure a little bit, go through a little bit. Yes, you can have a great marriage. Yes, you can have a great job. Yes, it is the will of God that you be healthy. It is the will of God that you prosper. It is the will of God that you be successful. It is the will of God that you have a wonderful family. It is the will of God that, that your church be all you dreamed it could be. It is the will of God that your community be filled with, with leaders who know God and who love God and who have God's purposes in mind. All of that is true, but that's not the way it is perhaps right now. And you're going to have to go from where you are to where God wants you. And for that, you must have endurance. You see, much of life is a lesson. And you need to learn the lessons because there will be follow-up exams. There are tests in life. Four great tests that you'll endure is a mountaintop test. How do you do when things are going great? Is a valley test. How do you do when things aren't going great? Okay. Then there's the test of waiting. What do you do when nothing's happening? And then there's the test of it's over. What do you do whenever you realize that transition is upon you? You know, it could be uh, the, as simple as getting married. When you get married, let me tell you something. Your single life is over, okay? It should be at least. And there will be a test. There will be a test. What do you do when you hit the home run? You come up to bat the next time afraid that you're going to strike out. What do you do when you strike out? You come up to bat the next time, oh my goodness, I don't want to repeat that. What do you do whenever you're sitting on the bench and nobody's asking you to play? You sit there and wonder, is this what I want to do with the rest of my life? I mean, does anybody like me in this church? Does anybody, you know, what am I going to do? I mean, do, do, do my children even know that I'm alive? They're grown and gone and what's going on? There is a test to life. Life is a lesson. Learn to endure. Don't jump on things that you don't like like a mad dog and try to tear them apart. Life is a lesson. Sit back. Get a little patience under your belt. Get a little endurance under your belt and watch to see what God will do. Just like Mary listening to her son Jesus tell her things that she could not yet comprehend and she didn't know what to do about it, so she pondered them in her heart. She put them in her heart and pondered them. Get a little, get an ability to endure a little bit. Endure a little bit. You see, things that happen to us sometimes seem so unfair and sometimes they're tragic. But never adjust your theology to accommodate a tragedy. Learn to endure. Bad things do happen to good people. Learn to endure. Press through. Often it's not so much what you're going through, but rather what you're going to that counts. Keep your focus on what you're going to and not just what you're going through. You see, endurance is what it takes to win the race of life. Whether it, not just the race of life, but any race, horse races. Dog races. You know, one time I had heard that the world champion, the, the, the world heavyweight boxer, the champion of the world, was asked, what does it take to be heavyweight champion of the world as a boxer? And he had the most profound answer. You know what he said? He said, the only thing it takes to be heavyweight champion of the world is the ability to go one more round. <laughs> you know, and that's often uh, what decides who the winner is. 
is the ability to go one more round, to outlast your opponent, to outlast. In fact, the Bible says in Hebrews, the sixth chapter in verse 12, that it's through faith and patience that we inherit the promises. Faith and patience, okay? That word patience comes from a Greek concept that means consistency, the ability to remain constant under fire, constant under pressure, to not let life push you around, to not listen to all the naysayers, the ability to remain constant under pressure. Oh, I like that. Through faith and patience, you inherit the promises. Be like Joseph. Get some endurance under your belt so that if things don't happen like they should happen, and even if they don't happen for a good while, you're still found right there. The question that Jesus had is this. When the Son of Man shall return to the earth, shall he find faith on the earth? My answer to him has been for years, yes, you will. I'm going to be here, I hope. And if I am, I will endure. Run the race, finish the course, keep the faith. Amen? Let's make our overcomers confession together this morning. And make this declaration. I've already made it this morning. I've already made I, I, I don't know if you have or not, but I've already, you know, chided my soul and made this and did my his time uh, devotion this morning and, and, you know, got myself in gear. I know the rest of you probably have as well. Uh, and for those of you listening in the parking lot, I understand some of you are out there in the mornings. God bless you. Thank you for pulling up and tuning in to 96.7. Let's make our overcomers confession together. And if you'd like one of these, you can just uh, slip into the foyer and there are some in the foyer for you. Let's just read this together. Ready? Through Jesus, my Lord, I am more than a conqueror. I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God. My spiritual eyes are being opened so that I can understand my calling, the wealth of my inheritance, and the kingdom power available to me. <clears throat> I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. No unclean or impure thought can captivate my mind. No sickness or disease has a right to my body. No unholy spirits can seduce or deceive me. The Word of God is my meditation and my answer. I commit myself to God. He causes my thoughts to become agreeable with His thoughts. Because of this, everything I put my hand to will prosper. God has a plan for my life. He will succeed, and I am going to participate. Don't allow hardships or pressure to take away your dream. Keep your dream alive and keep the focus on your goal. Endure. 2 Timothy 2.3 says, Yet therefore, you therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. This light affliction is just for a moment. It works for you, not against you. A more exceeding and great work is God doing on the inside of you. Endure. You can do it. Keep going. You can do it. Keep going. You can do it. Keep going. God bless you.